You're listening to Outside Radio. Welcome back to Ugly Girls Club on Outside Radio, the podcast where we talk about everything that affects the black women in Africa and across the diaspora. I am Anika and I am so happy to be back from the long summer break. I miss sharing all the stories and information and laughter we have on the show, but I'm back and I'm ready for the rest of the year. I'd like to thank everyone who has been part of the Ugly Girls Club journey with me and I hope to continue to grow with you and Outside Radio. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and check out our link in bio to connect to our other platforms. This week we will be bringing you a super light show, more of like a hot topics wrap of 2020 through the lens of a black woman because I mean that's honestly the only people we care about on this podcast. Um we will be talking about some of the topics and some of the issues that hit all of us really and most specifically the hardest for black women during 2020 covid and other things that happened around in the year on this show we have the amazing azande to chop it up with us hey azande girl not amazing <laughs> thanks amazing queen <laughs> thank you i'm good but i'm i'm great actually how are you i'm good i'm good i'm good so what we do on the show uh because i feel like I always say this as women we never given a chance to say who we are with our full chest and what we're about. I usually don't do a pre-bio. I let the guest do the bio up by themselves, you know, like you can even choose what you want to put in, not put in, you know. So, if you can give the listeners a quick rundown of like who is Azande. Okay, no problem. Um I like to try and do my bio without explaining what I do for my 9 to 5 because that's just one part of me and I feel like the part of me that I'm bringing to the podcast really it doesn't relate to that. So, I'm going to tell you something like I'm Azande. I am in my late 20s now <laughs> and um I I'm one of two very beautiful daughters to um a mother who is I would say now the 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 spotlight and the backbone and my shadow and my everything. I feel like I am the now slowly but surely becoming the miniature version of her and I was telling you this because it's one of the things that makes me feel like it makes me it makes my opinion strong in my head the relationship i have with my mother like if i in anything that i say if she could hear it and be happy with it that i'm happy and then i have my father of course and then my sister who is pretty much the same very loud and outspoken so generally i come from a woman a, a family of women and yeah besides that i've done quite a few cool things in my life like this podcast and lol <laughs> and um I think I grew up in a in a in a media background and I and I work in a media background um and I work in an alternative media background um which I feel like has um you know what's the word giving me opportunity to see well the world in lenses that I would have not necessarily thought about had I not been 
in that world. And okay, let me share a small part in the fact that I work with children and children who are chronically ill and the families of those children. So that's the lens I'm talking about. But yeah, that's me. That was super cool, my friend. I think um, you are super amazing, like I said. And also you being a cancer, being super emotive, super, what's the word? Like conviction. There we go. In the thoughts and statement, I thought you would be the best to have a conversation, a light, fun, some facts, most opinion, you know, um, conversation about our 2020 wrap. And thank you so much for agreeing to being on the show. I'm really excited and happy to be here. Thank you, friend. Our first topic, um, I mean, we can't avoid it. We're still living through it right now. It's the pandemic that hit us last year, COVID, COVID-19. For many of us, COVID-19 hit us really hard, especially when we had to go through like a hard lockdown where we couldn't go anywhere. The only place we could go was like the shops. People couldn't go to work besides like nurses um, and other people who are first, first aid responders. But the rest of us were basically locked up in the house trying to avoid catching this flu or virus um as it's formally called um how did this affect you personally and your family per se when covid um hit south africa hard oh okay like where do i even begin but um i think covid was such uh, it, it was such a hard knock, but a knock that you almost saw it coming, but didn't see it coming because you heard reports all over the world of what's going on. And you think things like that only happen overseas. Like they get things like, you know, tsunamis and hurricanes and, and, and hectic earthquakes. And you're like, oh, that's such, that's such a them problem, you know. Um, but when it happened, when it came down to us, I was like, okay, so now it's here. And I tried my best for my own mental health to try and put myself in a space whereby I'm not going to panic and tell myself, you know what, as, as the, as the messaging says, COVID is just a cousin of the flu. It's just a flu, but a little bit worse. So I kept, you know, that in my mindset and the days leading up to the final lockdown continued like normal. Like I was literally out in the streets till that very last day, as in Gava Long Home. So the hit was like, okay, I can see it, but I don't really, really see it until I got COVID. Then things completely took a, like a, a complete change because in the beginning obviously you don't want to seem like umdo snacks to the neighbors when they carry on as normal you're like ay, 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 out of my space out of my zone don't come into our house especially if you're the only one who really actually has that point of view um but now when it did come into the house and i got sick I was like, okay, this is just a lesson on how to like really stand your ground when it comes to protecting yourself and your space. Like COVID has for sure 
told me to be strong in my opinion and if i say don't come into my space i mean don't come into my space mm-hmm. and like it's like how you said like in the beginning like we all thought like this was something happening far away because we have a, a common friend in china mm-hmm. who was talking about corona and they were in lockdown before like a month or so mm-hmm. um before us right like their doors were like sealed like it was really like stringent like lockdown happening in um Beijing mm. and they came to us i was like oh my god who brought it mm. who brought the virus to us now like you know it was a really scary and intense moment when it was like okay our first covid case um has arrived in South Africa you know then oh. became the second the third and then i mean that time i was in joburg so i was like oh my gosh so what does that mean like do i go in the how cuz i used the how train a lot to travel between jobs um, as a freelancing during that time i was like do we do i use the how train like what do we do i mean like the how train is straight from the airport apparently these people came from wherever they came from did they use like you know it was like a, a serious panic and i remember traveling during early covid times from cape town to joburg and i had a mask on i had mm-hmm. sanitizer and all of that stuff and like people were laughing at me like there was like a few of us who were like mm, i'm not trying to catch this oh. and especially with um our friend in Beijing telling us like what's happening i was like oh i am not trying to catch this and people were laughing like ha 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 mm. like grandpa like i remember there was like this afrikaans grandpa I was like oh yeah you scared of coronavirus and i was like Are you best to be <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so right right, right? <laughs> i was like you best to be scared with our friend who's in 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 Beijing right Uh, when this thing when it started off that side i was like because you know like i'm saying like i said before the panic was so so huge and i was like in my head i'm like okay this thing is basically wiping out was it italy wiping out italy yes not china and i'm like in my head i'm like this is something that you just breathe in and it's it's over and there were mm. hectic videos that came out in the beginning i remember if you remember there used to be this drug that we used to talk about not like a nyao bear but it makes you like act a bit business and i don't think really actually even like i swear they were using those exact same videos to talk about covid <laughs> like people were breathing and then dropping in the streets <laughs> i think i've i felt really like how you the, the disparities right um how isolation was like quarantine or lockdown was not going to be possible for us in like the hood unless if you lived in a house that had like minimal people you know exactly because even when i got sick my cousin got um tested positive first and then i got sick and then it was a situation whereby one of my my cousins then had to leave the house with her baby and go to durban and then mm. go, like leave <laughs> like it's a situation whereby like you have to make a plan like asap for you to get out because reality is it's a two bedroom kukukuku upapa and there's a umalume back and it's like 
this virus is just making it impossible for us to even be safe, even if we want to do. And think about the fact that in a situation like a lockdown, you have to, whether you like it or not, interact with the people around you who are your neighbors, because there's a high chance that these houses are codependent. I know it's a lockdown that the neighbors need each other you know, to survive that day because you know, you know what I'm saying. And we think about like the black woman, right? In a in a African household, in a South I mean, let me say South African household these days, right? Um, and for many years really, the black woman has become the breadwinner, basically, in these households, right? So now what does that mean? for a household like that like smiten in the house and all the women are the one who who are holding this house up right and then this lockdown happens first of all we get paid less right oh we are most likely to get pay cuts which did oh. happen during lockdown um and we are most likely to be the people who they retrench first Right, because apparently money is there to go to weaves and ales, um, and not feeding children of fathers who ran away <laughs> from their responsibilities. You know, so what does that mean? You know, for those black homes and black black women led families um, locked down. You know what? What you're saying is 110% correct, friend. It's like. The issue of 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 what you're saying, the 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 the, the black woman led households. It's like, how do I even put it? I'm trying to be like as politically correct as possible. <laughs> but, Girl, fuck politically incorrect. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Like. It's 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 it was a duh situation. Like if we had to get rid of someone first, it's gonna be the black woman. The black woman is not only a breadwinner in that she's the the person who's supporting whatever, but even if the man is the breadwinner of the family, that man don't want no bread. <laughs> like you have no. to take that bread that they that they're bringing in and create magic with it because yena ufunupila outside of it means zaike as a person knowing by now you coming into the situation with peanuts, but you want peanut butter. You know what I'm saying? So it's it it was always going to fall on the shoulders of the black woman. Nantonina in life, it was always going to be like that. And if it's not the black woman, then it's the black girl child. So it's 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 just a dirty ass culture that's just manifested in ways that's like it's just really gross. In that women are constantly judged for doing what they have to do in order for them to let, to to have people in their family survive not just themselves as a black woman to be able to think about yourself only is a privilege and i think i know very few black women who get to do so i mean our mothers break their backs so that we don't have to be in that situation but they can't control who i'm going to land up with or what i'm going to land up with in my life that might force me to be that person anyway regardless of the efforts that you put in as my parent to make sure that i don't do that there's two comments i want to make there so like the 
we're going to speak a little bit more about um some what what um poverty um makes some women do um later and then just to go back to that statement you made like what people have to do now to to make money and stuff life still goes on even though there's a pandemic like bills still the bank if you have a loan at the bank the bank doesn't understand sure. why you can't pay you know and also if you think about um our schools right um most of our like caregivers our schools and like clinics and hospitals which are designated specifically for black people right um our black mothers and fellow friends and sisters our cousins are working in those spaces right um and we think about those spaces where they've been neglected when things were okay yeah right and then now there's covid happening there's lockdowns first of all black schools black disadvantaged schools i won't even say previously because we are still disadvantaged oh. um abandon i can't have like zoom skype or anything like that um the children have to come into school our our mothers have to go to school to go teach yeah no i completely agree in that i feel like this pandemic has truly truly shown the cracks in our society and it's like it's almost as if it was like you guys literally cannot build on this riggedy um what's this thing called this riggedy foundation anymore <laughs> like let's just scrap everything and expose truly truly what's happening in society right now and fact remains is that there's the difference between the the haves and the have nots is not it's not small it's not small at all it's it's huge and it's it's damaging and it's 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 something that could lead to death for some people now you can see that literally life is life and death every day covid is making every every everyone and everything so particular about everything you know so it's it's even spaces whereby you want to go now you feel like i don't even know how to put it but like people are allowing covid to to i mean covid is allowing people rather to be more discriminative is a word to to discriminate more against people girl <laughs> say that again like we go hiking um in newlands forest and you should see like the whole the 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 mohuas when they walk like next to a black person they're like oh my god oh my god covid has arrived and then when they see each other it's like hey what's up champ like you're amazing oh, exactly champ. and you're out here hugging and you're not wearing masks when you chat to each other fam how long did it take for the first case of covid to hit like kailicha or google mm. and i remember feeling like because it, it, it had already come to africa but i remember feeling like once it catches um like a kailicha election obviously it's going to spread like wildfire because of the way we yeah. But it took a while. Yeah. It took a while for it to get there. It really did. So, um, like how you were speaking about like luxury of working and privilege and all of that stuff, and I think also because for me personally, how like COVID like knocked me, knocked me. You know, um, at some point, you know, as 
young black people we try to get out of the nine to five system sure to live like you know um uh the the life you know that we always dreamed of like mm-hmm. picking and choosing our jobs um not working like a hundred percent of your life away you know like a good balance between work and like um other things in life you know um so i had like a, a really cool i was in a really cool space where i could i was freelancing mm. and, um i was freelancing um i was like retrenched the year before um so ever since then i was just like freelancing saving buying equipment you know like i was just really living my best life for yeah. a good six months you know and then I remember like when COVID sort of like was like creeping in and it was like, okay, there's lockdown coming in. Um, jobs were like already starting to be like far and few, you know? Yeah. And then it was like, oh, thank God, savings, you know? Yeah. Um, and then cool, you savings. And then like for, for us middle-class kids, I think also we not all of us have the luxury of going to our parents and being like, I need you to please pay for my rent. Mm, mm. You know, like, because it's like, what, 6,000 like every month, which is going to where just for you to like sit and then who's going to buy the food, yep. you know, yeah. electricity, you know, it's just like a lot was happening during that time. And then my mom and I officially just decided that, you know, I think maybe it's time for you to come back home so i had to like relocate from from johannesburg in like a space of a week yeah sold my things cancelled my lease like it was actually really traumatic um i can imagine just you know having seen you in that process i can i could only just imagine because i know for a lot of black children and for mm-hmm. with covid some people's dreams small dreams just to be a, a middle class working human being or someone who's able to go eat lunch with their friends or whatever that's been delayed by a year <laughs> you know like you have a year of a, a time that you couldn't work towards those smallest dreams and now you have to continue being the person who rejects invitations just because you can't you just can't i think also just to touch on this as well which was like a very big issue during um covid even before covid actually like um gender-based violence was like a big thing in south africa we had um other stories come up um after Uyunene as well you can also check out a post on the outside radio instagram page where we do a tribute on we did last year a tribute to the youth that have fallen due to gender-based violence so you can always go check that out as well gender-based violence during the lockdown especially like in the beginning it like skyrocketed by like 30 percent in the first week imagine first week of of lockdown um it was 30 percent compared to the number from 2019 to 2020 it was up by 30 percent um the first three weeks there were 
120,000 cases reported mm, yeah due to GBV listen it's 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 it goes back to the fact where i was saying that black women are the afterthought the black sheep of the whole human race india gender based violence friend is it's it's a story it's a song that has been sung since the beginning of time nobody mm-hmm. i can't say who is in the decision making process in terms of laws and 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 policies and and regulations that had to do with this doesn't know that the contributing factors to gender based violence are of course okay people abuse people men abuse women you know and children whatever like it's the person's decision to do that but there are contributing factors ie unemployment alcohol um what else just general like displeasure in life everything mm. that covid affected was there <laughs> if you know what i'm saying like it was going to be a shit show for sure and the sad reality is that for yeah many black women and children are waking up for instance at you know six o'clock in the morning to go to school to go to work and come back at half past four as much as school sucks when you're a kid that is that for many kids and women is a safe heaven you know what i'm saying like i am finally like i can just breathe for lomzuzu and then count down the minutes till i have to go back to hell i mean still like put in some bills so, um such as like mm-hmm. if you are a perpetrator you can't get bail or anything like that but i remember um some you know like a parking bay incident so we had to go get like a, a case number at the police station um and this police guy was like this lady came and she was like um did a case against this man who keeps like beating me and my kids um he's not even my boyfriend um but he just harasses us the whole time and all of that stuff um and the last oh, no. she checked like this homie was in jail ne and then let's tell the police yeah. um you know if it's if it's like violence like that like those people don't even stay the night <laughs> so what how are things going to change if like the the general attitude at the bottom doesn't change you know and that's why and that's why i'm saying that at some point we need to realize that our our safety is not in the hands of the people who are supposed to keep us safe that's why mm-hmm. we have to depend as humanity be the the safe haven for those people as business owners as people who have as people who who can um as as people who have resources or the space to be there because we know that for many many years our our judicial system our policing system ain't gonna be that voice because when they are holding on to this mentality about what can i do the dwali prisons and then also it's a situation of my investigation investigation as humans sometimes we tell ourselves that listen 
Lomdu is coming to us, telling us that this is what's happening. There's, there's her involved, there's children involved, or there's not. Like, just take her word and keep her safe. Like, seriously, just, yeah. just do that. Really, just do that because now. I don't know how many situations have been aggravated by a woman trying to 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 get help and then not getting help and then she still has to go home to the same person that she's trying to you know, get away from. Just constantly confronted with violence. Yes, like you're always having to think no matter where you go, but how can I act in a way that's going to protect me or, or or yield the best result possible? And whether it's it's walking to the shop whether it's going to bed at night, whether it's answering a simple question of like, Unjani, you're like, oh gosh, like, is he asking me Dinjani as a person or Dinjani, like, what am I thinking? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're always thinking constantly, but am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I doing, am I, am I doing something that's going to allow me to not be blamed if things go left? So going from, all of these things like affecting women during COVID um, and us being isolated in quarantine, lockdown with our families or alone. Um, we also found that social media had like a bigger role to play in our lives during this time. Like Instagram stopped being like the thirst trap app. I don't know how you feel. The thirst trap app. <laughs> it's more like you know the imitating what is like you know goals and soft life app and more of like a survival app of this is how i'm making it through you know <laughs> like this is what i'm doing and i hope you're doing you know okay kind of app i think at at at, at the point where after the first was it 27 days we were supposed to go into lockdown it became because I feel like people had thought they had prepared, you know, people were still it was still pretty normal, you know, some people were had made plans to, you know, uh, uh, get temporary um, what's this place like a temporary home, I suppose, knowing that it's not going to work to be at home for that long. Some people moved in with boyfriends and girlfriends some people um you know stocked up on 27 days worth of liquor um and cigarettes and you know or some people thought it would be like okay it's gonna i'm gonna be off work for 27 days sharp and then everything's gonna go back to normal but after that it was like now we're using it to show each other the reels of the world child especially like using it to look at what's going on internationally because you can't trust these news. <laughs> like you be thinking that, Oh no, whatever. And people are telling you real life facts that, Hey guys, what you're seeing ain't it. Like it's worse than you think, or it's better than you think. So it became like an educational tool, an information tool, uh, a therapy tool, um, a communication tool, it was no longer just snapping the good times. It was like hashtag surviving. To just go back as well to the black women, how we were discussing COVID has left us in some situa- situations to do the extreme for income, you know? Mm. On Instagram, there was a, a trend of these lives where women were dancing for money. 
mm. you know um and it was through mainly well, i have i haven't seen one where there was a woman um through the male gaze you know right. and at first people were like oh it's just dancing you know it's people just trying to get their coin you know but personally i felt like there was a level of exploitation to people's situations because it would be like i'll give like 10 girls a chance um to dance for me to twerk for me and whoever's the best twerker will get money i think boosie was the was boosie one of the first people who did it whoever uh, gets um the who does the baddest twerk um will get like a thousand dollars right cash app paypal i don't know whatever and the 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 turkathons became more and more and more outlandish and extreme like it would be like it was basically nudity on social media and um I don't know if you saw the one where there were like two girls and maybe they were sisters or best friends or whatever um like at the peak of lockdown and covid where like it was just a mess you know to these two girls they were basically like talking 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 and then they like um were naked right and then the camera moved the phone moved <laughs> Next thing on the side we see the mom holding like the babies to not like show on the camera right like holding the babies like come sit on the set so mm. i was just like whoa what's happening here like um have we been pushed to this now to like have to i, w- I want to coin it poverty porn um and the the cuz the real the real definition of poverty porn is when like NGOs use children with flies to like get money and stuff but this time it's like using um sexualities our bodies etc um to to hopefully win this cash app money mm. you know it's not even guaranteed it's not like at the script club is guaranteed no it's like out of thousands of y'all and for me my biggest problem as well was that like men are in control of the situation because when the camera moved and the mom and the kids were there this guy laughed like you know when i say like it barely laugh like ha 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 mm. y'all is nasty y'all is doing this in front of your kids you know and it's like brah people are hungry like what do you think this is yeah it's okay so let me okay starting at the beginning of what we were talking about earlier and i remember us saying that at some point the 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 lengths in which women are pushed are sometimes so extreme you know and it's it's a matter of surviving you know and and doing what you got to do and mothers understanding that daughters have to do this daughters understanding that this is what mama has to do um having to like we all, we pushed so far that you have to really change the dynamics sometimes of what it means to be 
a mother and a daughter or a, a granny and a grandchild or you know like you have to cross lines you know and kind of erase the 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 the, um, the white picket fence you know because there's barbed wire child so it's it's I, I don't necessarily feel that if you participate in 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 these you know challenges and stuff like that that you're you know any less than a person who you know wakes up and goes and and is um uh what can i say uh, uh, it, like making money for their family a job a job a job you know but the only thing that really is a bit like dingy about this i would say because it has like a stank on it is the idea that the intention you know the intention of the person who seems like they dangling cash and are having women in the palm of his hands for a couple of dollars you know and this also being like it, when things go south like you know the camera falling me then using this 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 immense sort of vulnerability and in a way of uh, uh, some people would find power in to be able to literally bear yourself bare you know and and say this is what i'm going to do to get my own you know to feed these kids and to feed my mother and my sister and then turn it around and make it something that's just like you so stank like wow in the same all in the same video this is happening in the same video like it's 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 gross you know and it's not and i'm saying it's gross literally speaking just purely on the male gaze i for i will in no way find any sort of angle whereby i am blaming the female because i i just can't you know what i'm saying like there's it's it's so layered you know what's happening there it's so so layered but i can for a fact say that the person who's on the other side you know sort of trying to be the chess what is the called chess master or whatever yeah is is literally it's the intention it's the it's i don't know it's just really weird and really really gross like i wish there was a way whereby you know it it was more we could eliminate that middleman you know and i think that's why only fans became so popular um especially during this time so that you could eliminate mm-hmm. the pimp factor you know and you could make it also something because now you're also twerking amongst thousands of people like you said having a chance that you might not even get it but you've already exposed yourself <laughs> like yeah. and you did that just jay on the hopes that you can get this cash just once cuz you're not going to get it again you know and there's people like recording exactly you know? it's just and you know and you know for a fact that the intention is not good it's not yeah. good at all because i remember coming across a post on social media about i'm not i'm not really sure where it happened but there was a similar situation but at a live concert this time where it was like um some sort of slay queen was twerking and then they did her to twerk naked for such and such money and the way the men were fondling her body 
while she was choosing to do this you know like i'm providing this like service and i'm cool with it whatever but men just have to take it a step further they were touching oh, her yeah. and you know trying to be nasty like you can imagine like it's just, it, the scene in my head is gross you know and then to the point that she had to run off stage and somehow entangled herself in a situation whereby she's being electrocuted by like some sort of either fencing or whatever yeah. there's literally images of her passed out online and she passes away she dies she what? dies from running away from these men who were just touching her body and you, and the pictures are taken by the same men and they posted online like Oh, you know. Oh, oh shit. She like, died being a hoe kind of situation. Oh, like, how about she died because she was making money and then you guys were taking it further. But also, I think with social media as well, during this time, we found more spaces of, like, support. Yes. Um, so, pages will would do, like, check-ins. Even, like, your favorite brand would be like asking about your mental health and mm. how to better with your mental health they'd have like free exercise classes free yoga classes as well as like i don't know if you know this brand it's South african fix Gwena. i'm this really cool lady she has like an, uh, an agency and what she does is like she she creates like a she's created this community of black women where like every once in a while she has like zoom meetings mm. where they talk about like mental health and how are people asking questions like how are people doing during this time mm. for you how has that experience been i've never personally engaged in in in, in that type of um you know active you know uh tries to reach out you know or, or people like engage with brands who did that or like example this the person you're speaking of who did that but i've seen it happening for a lot of people you know there's a lot of even and it, it, this is what gives me like hope for humanity and like our generation and you know moving forward is that people are like listen at this point i'm not able to practice i don't i'm not able to you know i don't have i'm, I'm not getting paid for this or whatever um and i'm whatever but i do have expertise i've studied like psychology i've studied whatever i've 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 um i've was you know uh, the people or um like the gogos of social media if you know what i'm saying like People have have tried to reach out to people and be like, you know, you don't have to pay for consultations or whatever, but like if you want your spiritual or your mental or even your physical with people like I know, for example, like I think it's a pretty little thing. And, yes. and having um and having uh lives whereby they're doing exercises at home. I think even Somizi at some point did it, whereby people were like, because people were really some people were really stressed that they can't get their physical, you know. Um, it, it, uh, activity in because for a lot of people that helps with your spirituality and your mentality. So people were hosting like aerobics classes on 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 live and stuff. So I feel like that was really really cool to see 
innovative ways in which people are like banding together to help each other move past this and you see quite a lot of retweets of people who are like i'm in a situation whereby like i'm i'm, I'm not I'm, i don't feel good about doing this but i call my engine there's the rent situation please retweet and they're reaching out to influencers and influencers are like okay at this point now i can't help you but guys please can you do what you can do you know yeah. um it's been it's 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 been it's 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 like it's given some sort of uh hope and and um it's it's shed some sort of light in the state of like there's still good people out there you know there's there's plenty of good people out there who are literally taking you know who are not saying that this this pandemic is stopping me from doing the good goodwill that I'm always claiming this is part of who I am but i'm finding like new and innovative ways to reach people and that's really cool even people who are able to you know become tutors and say that i i know i was very good at the subject or i i'm a, i was studying teaching anyone who wants to you know child children yeah. wants to be tutored on online i'm 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 offering my expertise or whatever so that's been really um positive and i think it's been really um a, a very helpful in 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 a time where it felt like everything was going to be stuck it helped things move forward and it helped things move forward in a time whereby it seemed like the people who were trying to make the plans for it to move forward had no idea how to and i feel like mm. most of these innovative and creative ways were you know launched from the from the the agency of the people yeah yeah I also think so. I think um, with the people we thought maybe weren't so nice are actually really nice people, you know. And I, I hope it like continues like even now with like the lesser restrictions and people going back to work and sort of finding some sort of stability, you know. Um, I really hope the sense of community continues and we don't go back to that like, you know, that's separate but equal. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we don't go back to an aesthetical life, you know. Yeah. We, we come through so much as a people, um as the world, you know, and I think there there should be at the end of the day there should be like a a better reality understanding of each other yeah. if I'm making sense. Yeah. And on that note, I'm going to ask you what in 2020 shook you the most? or was like a positive i guess for you i can say what shook me right um is in in our community in a time whereby it was really really important for us to just you know almost be like it really called for us to be one you know like Bef- like when when you have someone who's literally pleading with the country to do better for the sake of other people's lives and you are basically saying i am using my 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 power that's going to be above yours just because of my strong will to literally say i am forming a group that is saying no to masks I am forming a group that is saying um no 
exercising out is my right. I my right is to exercise on the plain sands of the beach. That's how I do it, and that's how right. I've always done it, and that's how I'm always gonna do it. Like yeah, it's the white people, even in America, like the denialism uh, was mainly from like is it is it called the right wing? Yeah, the extremists. Okay. Yeah, it was the extremists. It was the white people. Same here in Cape Town. It's the white people. And like it's it's it, that's where I go to the point whereby some people like you are just so convinced, and history tells you that it's fact that you are so superior that because of your background, it's impossible for you to carry germs. <laughs> like, yeah. like you are so above it. Like you say, oh, the mask gives me a rash. Like I can't breathe. It's all of us rash. I'm like, we don't want to die. We all can't breathe. Literally, we all can't. And you're telling me that it's it's like we are infringing on your human rights to the point that it had to be a law now now we have to writing we're writing laws whereby you are caught without a mask you are mm. you are in contempt of the law mm. and it's actually as simple as that i think for me my biggest thing was the meg the stallion incident when she got shot yeah. I mean, were they dating during that time? Because, yeah, they were. Um, got shot by her own boyfriend in the foot. I don't know what point. What is... I can't... I don't even know his name. What's his name? Tori. Him. What, for me, that situation um, reminded me was that as black women, we are constantly being left on a lynch by ourselves, even by the people we are supposed to trust, which is our boyfriends, our black brothers, who basically leave us for dead because he went on like a whole campaign like it wasn't me it wasn't me it wasn't me and even during that whole campaign like meg still was like not willing to snitch you know sure she wasn't snitching she was still protecting imagine someone who shot you brah and you know like meg the stallion is a dancer imagine if he shot her and she couldn't dance anymore mm. Like, what was that? Like, what, how was, I mean, probably wouldn't affect her career that much, but it's part of the whole make the stallion like experience, mm, you know? Mm. Um, it would have changed her career significantly. And she still stood up for this guy. Like, what we, what we do ourselves as black women on, like, on a day to day, like, we're always standing up for our, for our fellow, like, black men. And then we get nothing in return. Like, I was just so sad to see it at a at a scale like a, like that large scale mm. and for Tori and his friends and the camp to not understand like yo bruv you were wrong for doing that and you're lucky that she didn't snitch until she had to because you was being a mess mm. yeah so with the make thing it's it's uh, the main thing scares me, to be honest, because it's it just at that time I felt like we had just been violently exposed to the the, the thoughts. I mean, the, the the kind of thinking that happens in the black men who are around us, or like directly, because I remember in social media it was like, man, 
you know, like she's just trying to get attention. You know, she is throwing him under the bus for fame. You know, um, there, there's no reasoning behind the fact that the end of the day, Umogel was shot. You know, mm. there is physical proof that she was shot. You know, and that's 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 the bottom line. The reasoning behind it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like she got shot. You know, and the the amount of hurt and pain that was inflicted on your body. Like someone wants to hurt your body that much that they literally pull out a weapon and point it at you. And then mm. like, you know, that's the, 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 at that point they decided that your life was worth nothing at that nothing. moment. Nothing hey, at that moment. Nothing. And even though she... Like it wasn't a fatal wound, and she survived, and it's almost like you know, it's you could say that she's able to carry on as if physically nothing happened. But now you immediately at that moment, that's the thing about about being a woman and being violated, or just being violated in general as a as a person, you immediately have to bury, mourn, let go of the person you were. Now. You are another person with a, uh, a story. You are a statistic. Mm. You are mm. Obanman who had this happen to you. You're no longer just, you know, a plain canvas. It's just another strike. Things like when you see that, right, happening like to stars. Imagine like in like our smaller communities, how many people are actually going through that? Like how we had the convo about um, gender-based violence. Like how many people are going through the same situation but are not afforded the same like luxuries and um, like financial capabilities and um, family or social media fan base support mm. and go on a daily basis mm, mm, yes absolutely like, you're right Shit. like it's so this is, this is so prevalent in our yes. communities that it can happen just like this yes 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 i absolutely 110 percent agree with you because it even goes back to something like we're talking about um like these days more than anything support gives you a voice if if you can get some group of people to to believe you then there's power in that but going back to something like where i mentioned the list like you'll see a lot of people who are on those lists who are still making it in society in social media because people are willing to forget because you have enough people to like to just keep quiet it's fine you know what i'm saying like you'll get in the beginning when things were really rough it's like i will not win not you mm. talking about this but you on the list and then eventually people get over the list and then you're just part of you know we're interacting with you again oh, okay i think we we've, we've spoken a lot <laughs> we've shared like all um our opinions on quite a few things um, that have happened in the past year. Um, do you have any closing words? Where can people find you? 
what are you doing for the year you know Ugh. just to up and say goodbye to the peeps okay well it's been great like i feel like it's always great to be on a on, to be you know given a platform whereby we can take the conversations that we have you know as friends as communities as people and bring them on the public platform so i'm grateful for that opportunity um you know even though you know it's it's it's, it's it allows us to see that our opinions matter like it's may, it may not be facts but it's my lived experiences are allowing me to have these sort of opinions and extend and um ability to speak on some things from my perspective and to be on a platform like this shows that my voice matters to somebody and whoever's listening or for you even who who who, uh, who gave me this platform so i'd like to thank you for that it's been quite a an interesting an interesting chat <laughs> it's been an interesting chat and i really enjoyed it um i don't really even really talk this much i think in life but um and that's a lie. I think amongst my friends, I, I do. Just feel like real. <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like people always see me as someone who's a bit reserved and quiet. But like, I feel like I'm someone who, you know, likes to study people before I engage. And now, just you know, I don't even get to study the people who are going to be listening. But no, <laughs> it makes me nervous. But um, I I think I enjoyed this experience and. I think that anyone who who gets that opportunity, even if you're a quiet person, take this time to speak out on the things that you're observing in this culture, honey. Sometimes your voice is the only weapon that you're gonna have, and you know there are very few spaces that allow black women to just speak and ramble on for for a long period of time about their experiences and what they see and how they see it. So without you know being putting being put into a a, a, another gaze that kind of you know filters or strains that opinion so thank you very much for that friend oh, i was happy you said that because you know that's the whole point of the party you know black women voices like this is our time you know to share with like no filter no like having to thinking about it like oh my god am i saying the correct thing or not well you know within bounds of course but i'm mm. happy that you felt free you could express yourself so thank you so much for being part of the process being part of this chat um also thank you to everyone who is listening thank you for joining us i hope you really enjoyed this uh, podcast it did something different next time it's going to be back to the serious topics um that we usually have on ugly girls club also don't forget to follow us on outside radio on instagram and you can go into the link in bio for the rest of our platforms our soundcloud apple music youtube um, and other platforms that we have also we've revamped our website so you can go check out our website you can read our reviews our book reviews music reviews our think pieces like everything is available on the website even you can stream the podcast on the website as well so please do check us out on our social media on instagram at outside radio underscore thank you again uh, for listening and until next time bye